everybody, this is Pastor Terry. Welcome to Grace for Your Journey. So glad that you're with us. If you're new, welcome on in. We're in the book of 1 Kings chapter 11. And here's the thing you got to know. If you believe that leaderships matter, as leader, as leaders come and go, as there's shifting in leadership, if you believe that matters, if you believe that things can go really well or really bad, then the book of 1 Kings is for you. If you believe it's possible for people to fall away from the Lord, even after they have been blessed profoundly, well, the book of 1 Kings is probably for you too. Or here's one thing. If you believe that there is a way to walk wisely before the Lord, stay close to him and have his blessings on your life and his blessings on the life of the people around you, then the book of 1 Kings is for you because there's a lot of stuff done here that's done the wrong way. So if you flip it around, you get to do it the right way. So here we are, 1 Kings chapter 11. And if you remember, there's already been a couple of people that have come against Solomon. Solomon is dying. He's in his old age. His reign as king is coming to an end. He reigned about 40 years, and we'll look at that in a minute. Um, had a great reign the first part of it. Last part of it was really bad. A couple of guys had risen up against him, and now a third guy has come along named Jeroboam. Let's read quickly what's going on with Jeroboam. We'll finish out uh, chapter 11 today, and uh, we'll move on We'll move on next episode. So here, here it is. It says, Jeroboam, the son of Net, Ephraim of, of Zeradah, a servant of Solomon, whose mother's name was Zeruhah, uh, a widow, also lifted up his hand against the king. In other words, Jeroboam. Lift up his hand against the king. And this was the reason why he lifted up his hand against the king. Solomon built Milo and, and closed up a breach uh, of the city of David, his father. So people couldn't get in and out. And, and you know, there was, a, there was a, a barrier put up. The man Jeroboam, so here's what we hear about Jeroboam. The man Jeroboam was very able. And when Solomon saw that the young man was industrious, he gave him charge over forced labor of the house of Joseph. So Jeroboam is an impressive guy. He's in the kingdom. He's, he's connected to the king through his mother and mother-in-law, right? So he's there. He's, he's impressive. So he says, you know what? I'm going to give this guy some responsibility. And so he did. Now, at, at, a, at a time when Jeroboam went out of Jerusalem, he didn't go out for a bad reason. He was just out for, on a travel, right? The prophet Ahijah, the Shilonite, found him on the road. And now Elijah uh, had dressed himself in a new garment, and the two of them were alone in the open country. So here he is. Jeroboam's out, taking a walk, going on a travel. Ahijah, the prophet, comes up and sees him. And so they're meeting together. Now look what happens. Ahijah laid hold of his new garment that was on him and tore it into 12 pieces. Now, that's significant because there were 12 tribes of Israel that made up, that was the composite of Israel at the time of Solomon's rule. All 12 tribes right, that had been sort of together, but not totally unified. So David began to unify him and Solomon solidified it. So 12 is very significant. So he tears his garment into 12 pieces. And, it says, now he, and so then he said to Jeroboam, the prophet did, take yourself 10 pieces. For thus says the Lord God of Israel, behold, I'm about to tear the kingdom from the hand of Solomon and will give it and give you 10 tribes. But he shall have one tribe for the sake of my servant David, for the sake of Jerusalem and the city that I have chosen out of all the tribes of Israel. Okay, so here's what happens. The prophet comes to him and says, here's, here's 12 tribes. You're going to take 10. God has given you 10. Why? Because God's going to tear this from the hands of Solomon and Solomon's sons. They're not going to be his. They're going to be yours. Now, we're going to save one for the sake of David. 
Now, here's the takeaway. Here's that bridge of relevance. Is it possible, just think for a minute, is it possible that you're sitting where you're sitting today? You are blessed how you're blessed today. You've been protected from evil in the ways, in the many ways you've been protected, not because of you, but because of people who've gone before you or the people that might be around you. See, here's an unbelievable principle. Some of you sit in great spots today, socioeconomically, educationally, with your family, because the people that led you, your parents, your grandparents, aunts, uncles, cousins, whatever it might have been, showed you a great example. They built positive things into your life. Man, they, they modeled the Lord Jesus. They modeled the scripture. And you sit where you sit today because it's been handed off to you. You are a recipient of the prize because people ran the race before you really, really well. This is exactly what God's doing right here when he says, now look, Jeroboam, you're going to get 10, but David, because of the way he walked before me, someone in his family is going to be blessed. Not because of them, but because of him. Man, we go down a wrong road and a bad road fast when we fail or we cease to recognize the people that built into our life. I can tell you right now, if there's anything good in me, it's good in me because there were people around me better than me that built that into my life by example, and you ready for this? By prayer, because they prayed for me. Some of you have been prayed out of harm's way and you may not even know it. <laughs> Some of you have been prayed into great relationships and you may not even know it. Some of you have been prayed into jobs and educational opportunities and, uh, and financial blessing. You've been prayed into that, and you may not even know it. Or if you knew it, maybe you forgot it. So here's what happens. Jeroboam is amazed at this. Well, Solomon finds out about this and basically runs um, Jeroboam out of town. It, verse 40 says, Solomon therefore sought to kill Jeroboam because he found out what the prophecy was, right? But Jeroboam arose and fled to Egypt, uh, to Shishak, king of Egypt. It was in Egypt until the death of Solomon. Now, here's the death of Solomon, really right here in verse 41. The Bible says this. Now, the rest of the acts of Solomon and all that he did and, and, and his wisdom are not written. Are, are, are they not written in the book of the Acts of Solomon? Yes, they are. And the time that Solomon reigned in Jerusalem was about 40 years. And Solomon slept with his fathers and was buried in the city of David, his father. And Rehoboam, his son, reigned in his place. So Rehoboam took over for Solomon. But here's what we're about to see in the story. The kingdom's about to get pulled apart because the hearts of the people wandered from God. Is it possible to experience God's blessing and fall away? It is. And we're going to talk more about that next time. But hey... Stay thankful of the people around you. Stay faithful to the Word of God, and you're going to have grace for your journey. That much, I promise. Let me pray for you. Well, Father, we love you so much, and thank you for today. Now be with us as we live for you. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. We'll talk again next time. Thank you so much for listening to this edition of the Grace for Your Journey podcast. I pray that it has been a blessing and an encouragement to you. Pass it around if you think it would help somebody. And we look forward to you dropping by again for another episode of the Grace for Your Journey podcast.